Hey everybody, welcome back to Last Night in Vegas. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we have finally gone out again. Um, we're jumping back into going out, telling you guys what's going on, and reviewing a bunch of different restaurants, lounges, and other fantastic places around the Las Vegas Valley. So, in this episode, we're actually going to be attacking China Club, which is at the Fountain Blue. Um, you're going to notice a lot of social media people podcasters, whatever, going to uh, going to Fountain Blue quite a bit. It's because they have so many new things. So they have so many new things that are popping up, you know, every couple of you know weeks, and we just want to cover it all. So I ended up going to China Club, which I actually saw some other social media influencers there as well. I will not name them, but they're out there. But in this episode, I'm going to be going over my evening over at China Club and also a couple places that are in Fountain Blue that I end up going to as well. But really, we're going to focus on China Club itself and what and who you should expect when you go. So uh, in this episode of Last Night in Vegas, we go to China Club. Okay, ready? So we are back. So we're talking about China Club over at Fountain Blue. So the biggest comp to China Club, I would say, is probably Hakkasan, just because the chef himself, who actually had the concept for Hakkasan as well, um, very similar in terms of the menu. So you're going to find a lot of uh, standards in terms of Chinese cuisine. You're going to find uh, Peking duck. You're also going to find some Iberico pork on the menu. They also have some crab wontons, of course. Uh, they also have a, a huge array of soups to choose from. And then also really good salads. They have the bang bang chicken salad, which looks really, really delicious. And of course, a couple other seafood favorites. They have uh, Club Cabernara. They have Drunken King Crab, which that one looks very interesting. Um, a lot of noodles and, of course, different types of rice and chicken and beef options. So this is certainly going to be a place that I would recommend for groups. I think this is a, it's sort of a fun hybrid just because the restaurant itself is actually located by the High Limit Lounge. And it's actually sort of walled off, and it feels very much... Um, like three different experiences inside of one restaurant. And that was kind of the theme. So I was actually talking to my waiter and it actually has three sections sort of cartoned off. So in the section that I was sitting in, it actually looked like a library. So it sort of had that sort of library sort of bookcase sort of feel to it, which was very fun, very red, very vibrant. Then you looked in the middle part, which sort of felt sort of like a sort of Chinese style garden with lots of red. It sort of felt like sort of a sunroom that you would find sort of like in a sort of Chinese, uh, you know, house, if you will. And then on the very far end side, which I didn't actually um, dine there, I just sort of saw it when I was walking through, uh, they had their tea room. So it actually had a bar with a tea bar and then tea, like it's sort of a tea room on the inside. And of course the bar is located in the back center part of the restaurant, which was very red and it had all these really cool cocktails that you can actually try. But um, they do have a very extensive cocktail menu, which I was very happy to see. Um, I ended up trying the Skyfall cocktail, which actually had Remy Martin in it, which was good. Um, it was interesting, is definitely what I would call it. Very, very interesting. Uh, but it was very, very good, and I ended up getting a couple things off the menu. The menu itself is expansive. It is a huge menu when you go check it out. So you're going to have to definitely choose some things to, you know, to, to dine on. And you're going to have to leave some things out unless you have a limited amount of money. But this is a really good place for groups just because the dishes themselves are quite large and are actually meant to share. But they're very well done. I would say these are very high quality. And 
I would say it's similar to Hakusan, but Hakusan definitely feels more dim sum focused, where they have a lot of sort of these like little pots, and then they also choose from them. You can share, and it's sort of like a communal experience. Um, I would say the music itself felt very sort of like like a cool hip, like nineteen fifties, but with modern vibes or modern vibes with like nineteen fifty feel to it. Um, but Overall, I would say this is a good place for, like, a date. I think this is a good date spot as well for, you know, couples. Uh, I do think that you can come here and you can share a large chunk of the menu. For example, the Peking Duck is $129, which is right on par with a couple other places that have Peking Duck. So, for example, Mot32, which is over at the Palazzo. They ha theirs has actually gone up in price. I think theirs is actually around $130 to $145 now which it used to be, you know, around this price. Um, you can also try the Komodo, which is uh, over at Fountain Blue as well, which they also have Peking Duck, which I think is around the 150 range as well. So um, it looked good. Um, I have seen videos of the Peking Duck here, and it does look, you know, very nice. Um, again, if you are going to be ordering the Peking Duck, that is a pre-order. It's rec recommended. So you have to order that essentially when you make the reservation. So just keep that in mind. And that is actually quite normal for many places that serve the whole Peking Duck. Um, they also have really good ribs. They also have some scallops. A very, very approachable menu. And uh, when I mean that is that I was actually at the bar that night uh, at Collins, which is sort of like their lobby bar. It's right off of their main lobby, which I love it. I love, love, love Collins Bar. It's one of my favorites. And while I was sitting there, I was talking to a woman who'd been to the one, to the Fountain Blue in Miami. And, you know, she's a big fan. And she actually asked me, I'm deciding between China Club and Mother Wolf, which, you know, I've reviewed Mother Wolf on here before. And I told her that Mother Wolf is very good, but it's a very unique experience just because you are not going in there expecting, you know, classic Italian that you think in your head. Um, she's like, well, you think it would be authentic. Well, it is authentic. I didn't want to tell her that, but it's authentic Roman cuisine, which is very specific. It's very specific to the city of Rome in terms of pastas and how they are prepared and its preparation, of course, which can sometimes come off. And I think that's actually a good thing. You know when something's authentic when you... <laughs> kind of can't put your finger on what makes it different from American cuisine, but you know that it's not as what you've had before. So I think I wanted to push back a little bit on what she said that, oh, you think it would be authentic. Well, you know it's authentic because it's not exactly what you've had in mind before. If I go into, for example, Carmine's, you know what a spaghetti and meat sauce is going to taste like, and then it's kind of mediocre. In this case, you go into Mother Wolf and you try something and it's a little bit outside of what you thought it was going to be. But it feels similar to, you know, it feels like, you know, like a carbonara. You know what a carbonara is, but it has just a little something that makes it just a little different, which I think actually, you know, leans to being more authentic. So anyways, she felt like somebody who wanted to be a little bit more comforting. And I don't think, I think Mother Wolf can be that, but I think it's more of an experience. You're definitely going to have more of an interesting experience at Mother Wolf for sure. So... I recommended China Club, even though I hadn't been there yet. But I said, hey, I've looked at the menu. The menu itself, you know, has things that are sort of like a key to getting you into the zone. So, for example, they do have like Iberico pork, which is pork. You can figure it out. It's really, really good pork. Um, they also have some scallops on the menu. It's called the scallop, scallop shumai. I have no idea. But 
It's something that you recognize in the menu and you can approach. They have crab wontons, of course. They have a couple. They have Szechuan dumplings. They have prawn pea shoot dumplings. They have oxtail soup. So these are things that can get you into the mood to eat here. You're just like, oh, I can eat that. I can eat that. I can eat that. But it is prepared at a different level where it is different than something you maybe have had of that similar choice. So, for example, I had, this is the thing that sort of stuck out to me, I had the jasmine tea smoked ribs, Ibirico pork ribs, essentially. And that's exactly what they were. They were ribs, but they tasted so different. They had such a different flavor. You can taste the smoke from the jasmine tea and all the sort of light flavors along it. And it was so, so good and succulent, and they were perfectly cooked. Great amount of dry rub on the ribs. That really, really was a fantastic experience. And it was definitely enough for two people. I ate it myself because, you know, I'm by myself. Uh, but definitely something you can do with two people for sure. Um, they do have a sweet corn soup. That looks very interesting. Um, but again, if you go just down the menu, they have a bunch of different things that you can definitely latch onto. So they have, they have like a Canadian lobster. You can figure that out. You can do Canadian lobster. I'm sure it's going to have, you know, sort of like these Asian flavors. But again, it's stuff that's approachable. But overall, I think this place is a really good place if you want a group dining experience that isn't, for example, Komodo or Hakkasan. Those are much, much more hip, I would say. Definitely much more modern. This is certainly more of a, we're having a chill night. Maybe we're going to go out later, but we're having a little bit more of a refined evening that we don't want to get sloppy drunk at yet, just because there's lights are on there. So this place, for sure, is for that type of vibe. I would say this is actually not a bad place for a business meeting, like if you were here for a business dinner. Um, certainly something you can do, just because, uh, especially if your group is open to this uh, family-style dining because of how they serve the you know the dishes. Um, would highly recommend you know family-style dining for this particular restaurant. And it does lend itself to that. It does feel higher end. So it does feel like some place that you can take a client. And also in terms of pricing, it's kind of all over the board. So you can have a very approachable dinner here, but you can also have, you know, a more expensive di a dining experience. And I think the key to Chinese restaurants, especially in Las Vegas, which can be very elegant, like for, ex uh, for example, Jasmine over at the Bellagio is a beautiful room. But again, the dishes aren't, you know, too wild and crazy you can definitely ap approach it which is the nice part about it and that's, and that's what i love that's what i love about these types of restaurants um there's a place called noodles at the bellagio which is sort of like a back room sort of noodle spot and there again are things on the menu where you're like man this place is like kind of chill for being inside the bellagio but it's for all of the asian customers who are here to gamble for example in the baccarat rooms and such and this is sort of like an old school era but yeah, I can definitely see it happen. I think it's great. I mean, they have a they have black pepper, they have a black pepper beef, they have beef short rib, they have sweet and sour chicken, which I did get. They have um, a chow monkfish. They also have crispy fried chicken. That looks kind of good. I should have got that instead. But again, very approachable things in a very unique restaurant. So I think this restaurant can do very well. It's a little bit quiet. I definitely would say it's a little bit quiet in the sort of the front end. Um, and I really am interested to see how they end up, you know, doing as the weeks go on, just because I can see this place maybe getting lost in the shuffle with all of the restaurant options over at Fountain Blue. Like they have Caillou or Q, if you will. Um, not my cup of tea. It's more Thai flavors, and I'm not a big fan of Thai cuisine, but 
definitely more Thai flavors, which is kind of like the hip thing to, to be at right now. They like that sort of, you know, deconstructed feel of a restaurant, the way at least the way that looks. Um, another thing is this restaurant feels very traditional in terms of what the inside looks like. It, you know, it's beautifully decorated, but it does feel, you know, quite traditional on the inside. So I'm interested to see. It's not like the hippest of a lot of the restaurants inside Fountain Blue, but I think it's the most safe. So you're going to get people who are like, you know, my parents who say, hey, we really want Chinese food tonight. I would recommend this place because there are things in the menu that they are willing to try or taste um, that are approachable. And I think this is a good like sort of gateway restaurant to those other places. And I think, I mean, this is, this place is completely different than like Komodo. Komodo is sort of like their hip sort of Tao spot where it's, you know, the night, the place you go before you go out. But the menu to me is too small. Like this one might be too big, but I mean, I don't know. You're trying to get that happy medium between those two restaurants, but let's get into what I got. So I ended up getting the Jasmine smoked ribs, which were very, very good. Um, and then I also ended up getting the sweet and sour chicken, which typically you see sweet and sour pork, but this one had sweet and sour chicken, which was very, very interesting. And I even did the video ahead of time. So you can actually check out the video now if you want on Concierge Confidential underscore LV on Instagram or on our TikTok, which is at Keys to Vegas, where you can check out all these videos. And again, you can check these out because if you are somebody who really wants the visual form, that's a good way to sort of follow along of what I ate. Um, one of the things that I saw on somebody else's social media channel, it was the Dover Soul, which that's $65 and looked kind of good, I have to say. Uh, Dover Soul, um, I believe it was half of a Dover Soul. Um, 65 bucks is pretty good price. They also have a black cod, which that has organic honey and champagne, which I've had black cod in a Japanese restaurant. I had it at, um, where was it? It was named after a chef, not Morimoto, the other one, Nobu. That's the guy. Um, I had a black cod at Nobu, and that that one was unbelievable, absolutely fantastic. Um, if you're somebody who doesn't do Chinese cuisine, but you like seafood, black cod is a really good sort of gateway to that. And then also any of the chicken dishes typically tend to be very good, but just expect, you know, you know, a little, you know, a lot, of, a lot of sweet flavors, which is quite nice. It's very balanced. Chinese food tends to be quite balanced unless it says it's going to be spicy. Um, so I think Chinese food actually delivers on that, you know, in a really nice way. But overall, I don't think you're going to have a tr you're going to have trouble actually booking a reservation for this place. I think it's very, very, you know, you know, approachable. They have a lot of different seating options. Um, but again, pretty cool. Not dim sum. Uh, this is not a dim sum place, which I, you know, made the mistake of saying that maybe earlier in this pod, but this is definitely going to be more traditional sort of Cantonese style Jap uh, Chinese cuisine. And the place if you want dim sum, if you're at Fountain Blue, is washing potatoes, which is right next to it, which is very much like dim sum heavy. It actually kind of looks like a, like a stage, which I'm very interested to see how that restaurant operates that when you go, it actually has all these lights that are sort of shining on like all, all these tables, which it just looks like a stage or something. So it's very interesting. I'm really excited to see what it have, but that's called Washing Potatoes. And they also have a place that opened right next door to it, and it's something Avita, and it is actually a brunch spot that looks like it actually is a very nice sort of breakfast restaurant, like kind of a cafe, but it does have sort of Latin flavors, but very, very like 
muted. It didn't feel like overly like Mexican, if you know what I mean. So very approachable. Might end up eating there at some point, probably like in a brunch or lunch. I should have went there today. So just a little tease. I did do a local restaurant. I know crazy for me to do a local restaurant, but I wanted to get to something that was not on the strip and also not a... Not a, nah, what's what I'm looking for? Not like a celebrity restaurant, but just not one of those, you know, the normal spots that I do. So I ended up going to a place called, what is it called? Um, it is Baby Stacks, which is very popular in the city of Las Vegas, I found out. And they actually have multiple versions or multiple locations for Baby Stacks. And I had a fantastic breakfast. And I can't wait to tell you guys that on the next episode, uh, which will be next week, which will be, you know, highlighting a breakfast spot. Uh, but maybe I'll do another breakfast spot, uh, maybe like Peppermill, maybe that Vita restaurant, um, maybe a brunch spot. So I'm trying to sort of venture in and do more things maybe during the daytime uh, just because most of my stuff takes place at night. But, hey, that's the name of the pod, Last Night in Vegas, uh, presented by Concerts Confidential. Boom. Um, anyways, I didn't get dessert just because it got late. I had been drinking quite a quite a lot that day um, over at the Collins where my favorite bartender um, I think her name is Stephanie. Yeah. Um, Sophie. No, it starts with the nest. Uh, and she made me a bunch of really good cocktails and the piano player was on point and I had a really good time over at Collins. I actually did not want to leave. I was like having such a good time. I did not, I was like, I have to go eat, but I did not want to leave Collins. Um, I think I might be going back later today. I'm not sure. Um, but probably won't be filming that one just because I've already got my filming for the day. But I'll let you guys know how that went. Um, I am still sort of planning this guy's bachelor party, which looks fun. Um, I was able to sort of decipher sort of what they were kind of going for. So I'm really, really excited to present that and, you know, some prices for things as well. I love doing those personalized ones. They just take a little extra work uh, because, you know, I'm trying to be as specific as possible. So that's it. We did it. We did Last Night in Vegas. So that'll be the episode for today. Um, I'll come back on Monday with another episode of Concierge Confidential. Um, I might be doing an episode on group dining, uh, which hopefully will help people figure out what's it like to book for a large group in Las Vegas, just because Vegas has to be one of the hardest places to book large parties because we are very strict with how many people we have in a dining room. And sometimes you need extra steps to actually book a large party in Las Vegas. And that goes for shows as well. So again, we'll cover that on the next episode of Concierge Confidential. And again, we'll probably do baby stacks for our next last night in Vegas. And a couple other things as we get closer to like spring where we're going to have you know, a little bit of a discussion about day clubs and how to get in, pools, summer stuff. You know what I mean? So anyways, that was Last Night in Vegas with me, your host, Brian Ortega. Uh, make sure if you're out in town, come check me out. Um, also, if you want to follow or subscribe to this pod, please do. And again, we always, I always appreciate it. And if you leave any comments for me, Always really like reading comments. And then, of course, if you want to leave us a rate, uh, like a star rating, that would be very, very helpful as well. Always appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Reach out to me on any of my socials, which is Concerts Confidential underscore LV, for me to be able to sort of maybe plan your trip when you come to Las Vegas. So, again, if I see you out in town, I'll give you a drink or buy you a drink, if you will. And remember, keep it confidential.